Hello and welcome to Take 5 for Houston Real Estate. Buying, selling, renting, and financing tips from the pros. Hello, Jesse. I'm here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Take 5 for Houston Real Estate. And today my guest is Jesse Soto with Texas American Title. Um, known Jesse for a few years and uh, he does a great job. He's in the Heights office. So Jesse, kind of give us the update on how you got into the title business and kind of your, your angle on things. Yeah. And thank you for having me on. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny story, actually. I uh, had sold a company and I didn't know what to do. And yeah. uh, so I had, had a buddy who was a headhunter and he got me in touch with a uh, Stuart title, actually uh, their corporate office and, in the Galleria. And so I worked there. I was kind of a paper pusher, moved my way up really quickly. Um, tried quitting a few times and uh, moving to different <laughs> companies. Um, so they just kept promoting me. So I stayed. And then I finally got poached by Texas American Title and I haven't looked back. And uh, it's, it's pretty neat. I uh, started as an escrow officer um, at, well, I ended it as an escrow officer at Stewart. And then I came over to Texas American as a marketing rep and now i'm actually a senior marketing um, of senior business development and escrow officer at uh texas american title here in the heights and it's it's wonderful i love it i love it yeah yeah you do both both roles then really right yep and i do um it's it's nice because you know me having my escrow license i can actually go out and close people at their office at their job um Mm -hmm. at a bar (laughs) and um, of course you know we'll close first before we start drinking um, and it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice to have that extra feather in my hat. Yeah, that is good. Um, so tell us a, a couple of tips that you would have for consumers that are about to begin the process of either buying or selling a home. Yeah. So my main thing, um, if they're selling a home, we run into this a lot, especially if it's somebody where, you know, God forbid someone passes away and they're trying to sell their property, be it their partner or um, someone who's in a trust. Uh, My main, uh, our main issue with that would definitely be, you know, having a will and not only just having a will, uh, but actually having it go through probate. And with that, that's basically filing it, showing who gets what, Um, because it does take a little bit of extra time if they uh, don't have a will or if it's not in probate. Uh, We have to talk to three disinterested parties to make sure that there's no one else that can actually come after the property. and if there is a will and it's probated, it's really easy for us to basically just go through it. Um, another one uh, issue for, you know, selling a property is if there was a divorce, um, you know, make sure that the divorce is fully done. Mm-hmm. And um, the title company, when they do go under contract, the first thing we're going to ask for is the actual um, divorce decree. Who gets what? Uh, we, you know, we have this. This comes up a lot more than you would think on mm-hmm. Um, someone's selling a home and they're not fully divorced. Maybe, you know, they've been separated for even like four or five years in Texas. It is a spouse estate. So that being said, uh, they have to be fully divorced because we had one just last week. We closed that they hadn't talked to each other for like four years. And oh. the wife, the, the lady um, came to close and we said, Oh, we, you know, we have a husband on title. And she was like, well, I haven't even talked to him. We've been separated. Uh, but not fully divorced. So he still had to sign uh, documents. I mean, be it just three docs, but I still had to sign documents. Um, Being on the buyer's side, same thing being said, 
if you are not married and you're buying a house, uh, you know, and you're almost married, you may want to wait until you get fully married. Uh, again, it is spousal state. So uh, your significant other, yeah, uh, they'll still be on it. Um, but it is, is totally different whenever you're buying a house with your significant other rather than your spouse. Yeah. I like the term fully married. And fully I like that. Fully married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same thing in the lending business. Yeah. We need that final divorce decree stamped by the court, you know, not just the one that you have in process, but uh, yeah. So same thing in the lending business. You got to have that clear definition of your status. So um, well, also I know that, that I get emails um, from title companies or, you know, in the just normal course of business and, uh, and title companies have these, warning signs underneath their email signatures about fraud. And can you kind of explain this? Because I know there's realtors and consumers that listen to this podcast. Can you, can you give us you know, what's going on there? Why, why, the, why the warning so much? So, yeah. And um, I, we get a lot of pushback um, on realtors, on buyers, sellers, just like, why, why in the heck do you put it out there so much? Um, because it is a real thing. Uh, we have seen, it wasn't at our office, but we, I, we heard this story and everything about a buyer basically buying cash and they went to, they got an email from a fraudster uh, thinking that it was a title company and it basically stated, hey, we changed our wiring instructions, please wire the full amount at this time for a discount on your escrow fees. So they ended up wiring close to $300,000 to the fraudster and they were out oh. that entire money. No one got paid. The realtor didn't get paid. Title company didn't get paid. Insurance, no one got paid. Oh. Um, and, you know, they lost all that money. Wow. Uh, so, so it is a real thing. Just uh, yesterday, actually, um, one of my escrow officers, the wonderful and fantastic Ron Martinez, uh, has a, basically has a file and the buyer got an email from a fraudster and Ron's mar email is rgmartinez at texasamerican.com. When you went over that email address, the fraudster email address, it was ron.martinez.texasamerican at titleclosing.com. Ah. So they, they legitimately basically used his signature, used everything. Um, but thankfully the buyer happened to actually work um, as on a fraud department at Bank of America. So she kind of saw it as kind of a weird thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, I mean, it, it legitimately happens, uh, almost once a week and they, once the fraudster does get the money, they usually send it to two different banks in the U S and then send it outside. So if the FBI is called or we can get a hold of it before it leaves the U S we can usually get the money back. Um, but once it's outside, we're, you're kind of screwed. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I've also um, heard that, uh, title companies are getting emails from supposedly the realtor on the transaction yep. and the realtors are saying, why are my commission check to this, this account? And it's not really their account. So, yeah. And they're, they're, I mean, these fraudster people, they're, they're getting really smart because they were at first going for the entire sum of the money, especially if it was a cash transaction um, mm -hmm. to, to get all that money wired. Now they're going for the smaller amounts, those commissions, from the title company basically saying, Hey, look, here's, you know, my CMA or whatever. And, um, this, or this is where you need the money to go to. And, um, and so if the title company isn't, you know, if they're not checking it and making sure, uh, then, you know, they could actually lose our commission. And, uh, here at Texas American, we actually, 
get them, they have to come in person and actually sign it. And we actually have to have an employee from Texas American look and watch it. Um, oh. we, don't, we don't want that realtor to lose their money. And the main right. thing, um, Owen, is, you know, just, and you know, for, you know, for being in the business for so long as well, is, you know, that communication. You have to have that relationship with your title company, with your lender, with your realtor, with, I mean, geez, for, with the buyer and seller, with the clients. Because if right. you don't have that relationship, it's way easier to, uh, to, to actually have someone come in and commit wire fraud. And um, right. my office, we actually call once a week just to check up to make sure everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You guys do a great job. So, um, well, so what's a uh, way a consumer or a realtor can get a hold of you if they, uh, what's, your, what's the easiest mode of communication with you? Um, honestly, Instagram, but uh, um, <laughs> you, you can, you can follow me on Instagram at, uh, I'm actually Jesse in the Heights. Uh, but um, my cell phone is everywhere. Uh, 832-318-2402. You can, you know, find it on my Facebook. You can find it online. Um, I've, been told you can find it on a few bathroom stalls but um uh and also you know email i always have my email on me and that's j soto s-o-t-o at texasamerican.com all right well great i appreciate the the tips and the advice and appreciate your time today and uh yeah i'll i'll uh look forward to seeing you and talking to you again yeah for sure and thank you so much uh for inviting me and i'm i'm loving uh loving what you're doing with the podcast and you know having people uh know a little bit more that's awesome yeah all right well have a good weekend we'll talk to you soon uh, you do the same i take care right. bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.